Twinkling stars pinpricked the stark lavender sky and watched like spectators as one of their own arced gracefully across the darkening hemisphere and fell from the heavens. The UCP deep space transport plummeted from the upper atmosphere on its own decaying path. It slowly and delicately began to glow, its color changing from off-white to rich gold. The glorious blaze expanded into a burning sphere that resembled a shooting star. Flames and sparks trailed from every engine and wing, Heat-shielding plates flew off the underbelly by the dozens as the space transport began breaking up, a thousand-mile-long jet stream of clouds and debris in its wake. The nose cone began to crumple under the onslaught of the burning winds. Unbelievably, the occupants in the cockpit still fought for their survival. Mwap, mwap, mwap. Crashing, crashing, switch to manual the crash program's computer voice announced. After a moment's pause, it repeated the warning, as if the shuddering cockpit, bleeding klaxon and flames shooting past the forward windshield weren't enough. Really? No kidding! Mission Commander Mackenzie O'Brien, Mac for short, replied to no one in particular. Behind the navigation console, she struggled to keep the quivering explorer two from nosing over and pinning her crew beneath the flaming wreckage. Out of the corner of her eye, Max saw the young pilot on her right examining the gauges that screamed for his attention. Lieutenant L. Dalton stenciled over the right breast pocket of his uniform, a Canadian flag patch sewn onto the left shoulder. His expression betrayed his growing disgust as highly unacceptable readings came back on the console before him. Vertical descent, 125,000. No, wait, 165,000. No, 24,000. Which is it, Leo? 20 or 60? Mac asked. It was a pretty big difference. Mac wore an American flag on the shoulder of her jumpsuit, as if her southern accent itself weren't indicative of her roots. While she waited the few seconds, which seemed like hours, for Leo's reply, Mac cast a quick glance on the monitor displaying their three payload passengers, who were located one deck below. Not much to her surprise, the three battle-hardened commandos' stolid faces were the epitome of calm. Sure, as their bodies were crushed by G-forces, their fists were clenched to their seats, and their eyes fluttered and rolled back in their heads— but if they had any idea how bad the situation was, as she suspected they did, they should have been screaming. These men were professionals, the best of the best. They knew that they could do nothing to help, so they resigned themselves to their fate and placed their lives in her hands. Mac wasn't about to let them down. I don't know. It keeps jumping back and forth between the two. I can't get a proper altitude reading. First it's in the 20s and then the 60s, Leo replied. Banging on the side of the console, he added, Wait a minute, there it goes, 120,000. But Mac didn't need an altitude reading to know that the ground was coming up much too fast. Passing through the atmosphere, the ship had been engulfed in flames, blocking their view. But now that they had finished dropping through a thin layer of clouds, she saw a landmass, one that looked like a big island or a small continent. 
it came into view a mere 100,000 feet below them. Mac frowned at her monitor, touched a button, and pulled back on the control column with even more fervor. If she didn't get the nose up, the ship would go into a spin, and if that happened at this speed, they would be finished. Displayed on a monitor was a visual image of a Korean man sitting at the flight engineer's station. He announced, Number two and four anti-gravity generators are still offline. To Leo, he added, I told you, I told you not to touch it, but you wouldn't listen. Mocking Leo's voice, he said, Why, what's the worst that could happen? In his own voice, nearly hysterical, he replied, Well, we found out, didn't we? Mac wasn't quite sure what had led up to this latest predicament, but it was pretty clear that her flight engineer felt Leo was somehow responsible. Hey, Leo shot back. I didn't see you doing anything to help.